Bravo. Bravo. Right? Right. Oh, so good, man. Or just fuck. <laughs> How could you even, if you hated that season of television, then you need to just stop watching television. That's all I'm saying. The season finale for Mr. Robot, um, season three finale, shut down. It shut me down. I mean, I figured I'd like to had a heart attack through most of this. I was just stroking out the entire time. Uh, Sam Ismail wrote and directed this one. Um, We got some questions answered. They didn't fuck around. They didn't dangle. And I learned a lot from watching this finale that we sit here and we cryptically like take things apart and and we had all of these theories and and then Sam has been coming along and just going nope 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 you're thinking too hard you're overthinking it you're, it's not this big crazy thing and then he does have his twists and stuff but I think I'm starting to understand um, his goals at least for season three it started to make a lot of sense right. Yeah, yeah, it did. And, it's not yeah. like maybe Muhammad did not, you know, get the email from Trenton and blah, blah, blah. That's a cool twist. And it may be that it was just that way, but yeah, maybe. And we'll get to like all those little things. But I think it's just like, no, guys, calm down. And he does get to the whole Back to the Future thing. And how he does that is like, like I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's like he, it does, he doesn't get all like. Like we, like you said, we we have all these like twists and turns and get cryptic about it, um, but he does it in a very simplistic. But it's right. not easy. It's not simple. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not overcomplicated, but it's not exactly like you're not just sitting down watching a no brainer show. Yeah. There's a lot of thematic stuff there, a lot of metaphor stuff. There's a lot of soul searching, and there's a lot of internals. There's a lot of visuals, and it's all coming together. And this this the season was just fucking brilliant. Um, but I got to tell you, everybody, everybody's dark army now, like everybody, I, I think everybody's dark army, um, QWERTY, Flipper, I think the landlord, I just, everybody on screen is to me, except for Price, he's the only dude who's not dark army at this point. Technically you're dark army as well. Exactly. Cause Grant Chang inducted me into the, uh, the dark army when I said, I tweeted at him that do I, I feel I feel kind of bad. I'm kind of rooting for Grant Rose. And he's like, congratulations, you're now inducted into the Dark Army. Uh, and it turns out the Dark Army has the ACA. So that's a uh, – yeah. Uh, okay, so Elliot's apartment is where we start. And lover assistant and his uh, Dark Army dudes have rushed into um, Elliot's apartment and they're ransacking it looking for – what are they looking for? I think they're just looking for information on his whereabouts and and because they're tracking him. Right? Yeah, yeah. And lover assistant regards the robot jacket and kind of cracks to himself. Computer repair with a smile. And they uh, then we cut over and we know that Elliot is hiding in Shayla's empty apartment with Flipper again. Once the ghost of Shayla has helped out, you know, she's there for him. I find here's what I took from this scene. That he's hiding in Taylor's apartment because her true self was never online. So I think Elliot uh, Ismail is saying, you know, Shayla might have had a Facebook account, but her true self was hidden from the world. So she's unhackable in this way. So therefore, he's literally right across the hallway from them, but he went undetected. 
I kind of had that kind of little shout-outs again to Frankie Shaw. The safest place to be is offline. Exactly. Or, But the, don't be Shayla because she got killed. Yeah, the, the well, don't, safest place. Don't pla- sell drugs. Don't sell drugs. Uh, and, and don't hang out with Elliot at all whatsoever. Well, don't be Elliot's love interest is probably a good plan. Um, out of this scene, before we go to the opening titles, we cut back to the apartment and we see that empty blank CD. Which, again, like you said, it goes back to Ismail. Just, he's just, it's very simple, guys. And how we wrap around to that is pretty cool. So now we got Darlene asleep in the FBI conference room, and Santiago snatches her up. And uh, rather roughly, I thought, like, he just personally doesn't like Darlene, I think. Um, he's also a bitch boy. But anyway, he snatches her up and then Dom is talking to Agent Kaz and saying, hey, now I guess you got Darlene. And he's like, what are you talking about, dude? I'm like, I'm due to be on a plane in a minute. I, I don't, this is not me. And so she's just like, what the fuck? And, um, she confronts Santiago in the parking garage. And I didn't know what he was going to do. But I didn't expect him to bitch slap Dom like a little bitch boy that he is. Well, uh, uh, obviously he has – he is completely unraveling because yeah. like he said, there's tons of cameras here. And he's – he knows that this person is in custody. There's record of it and now he's just going to straight kidnap her? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like he has done lost his fucking mind. Yeah. First of all, he told his mom and that probably put him on Irving's radar now he's doing this in full view of the cameras. Again, the overhead camera is a theme in this uh, in this episode. Uh, the all night. So he's, you know, how is he going to explain this? You know, would it have been that he would have flipped around on Dom and said she was a mole and blamed all this shit on her? Probably could have been something he explained away. But driving away with them, it was just dumb on his part. Um, then we're in the arcade, and Elliot is trying to track Darlene. She's not checked back in with him. He goes to the arcade and just goes into full freakout mode. He doesn't have time to crawl through all the Dark Army's files because he, he suspects rightly that you know she's in their clutches in some way, shape, or form. He doesn't know that she's in custody with the FBI uh, at all yet. So he's like, just, I don't have time to do this shit. And he does this weird thing. He's like, you know, he punches the popcorn machine. He knocks over the murder mal- the mallard murder machine. And he's just like, think, 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 think. And the next thing we see, he's buying a ticket to the Wonder Wheel, which is literally right there. It's right by the arcade. So he knows he needs to go have a chitty chat with Robot. So he buys his one ticket, and Robot's like, cute. Oh, the Wonder Wheel again. And notice he doesn't have his hat on. He has a pair of sunglasses on that he takes off. But he's having this chat with Elliot, and it's like he knows that he needs him. He knows that these two sides need to talk to each other. I like how they, they, they brought it back to the Wonder Wheel. It's like, okay, Me too. I know where I can find them. Uh, I'm going to go meet where we, we had that first talk. I think it's a place also that Elliot feels safe talking to Mr. Robot. Because he admits to him and he said, you know, I, the reason we haven't been talking is because I haven't let you. You know, I'm scared of you. I'm scared of this side of myself that can be this i mean we've seen christian slater play robot like wow he's he's grabbing people he's getting in their faces you know he trips on krista darlene angela so he's like you know that scares that part of me scares the shit out of me 
And he asked him about you know, the 71 buildings because Elliot's like, man, did you do that? And Robot's finally like, I, I, man, I would have found another way. And then Elliot realizes this thing about his altar. He's like, because as much as there is a part of me and you and me, there's a part of me and you. Um, so, yeah, we have that kind of thing. And Elliot also admits to Robot, he's like, you know what? It's really sick is I missed you. I've been missing you all this time. So, okay, now we're in Santiago's car. And we're driving out to the Terrell Wood Shopping Retreat. And Dom is coming to in the back seat next to Darlene, and she's still in her. Um, Darlene seems to be free of her handcuffs, and Dom is um, still zip tied at the wrist. And Dom puts it together finally. Now, all this time, we thought, again, we're playing this kind of, oh, Dom knows, you know, Dom knows. She's put it all together. Her and Darlene are punking out Santiago. No. Um, they both just thought coming clean to the FBI would, like, get them, you know, Dom would get her collar, Santiago would see the light, Darlene could hand over and undo. None of that was going on. There was nobody playing any kind of two sides against whatever. This is now where Dom puts it together, having been punched in the fucking head, and they're both being abducted by Santiago. She's like, you're fucking kidding me. You were in your hotel room when we got shot up. Um, you pulled this, uh, what else did she put together? She says, you know, you were behind the Cisco thing, which I'm like, shit, really? I guess that was Santiago. You got there before they could pick up Santiago. They're not going to shoot Darlene because they have instructions not to kill uh, Darlene. And why shoot an FBI agent and raise suspicion and make this messier than it needs to be, right? Those were probably all the unknowns, and she, I guess they just sort of fell into place. Yeah. Because like, then it wasn't she like... And you did, and sort of like... And then the Terrell cover-up. Yeah. And then you had, you know, we framed, uh, we were part of the framing, essentially, of Trenton and Mobley, you know, Marquesh and Biswas. And he's like, you know, you don't know, they got something on me. And she's like, I don't give a shit what they would have on me. There's no fucking way I would do this. Now we're at Santiago's place and... um, Elliot and Robot are ransacking his house, and they're trying to track uh, Darlene. Oh, uh, the biggest part that I skipped over is that Robot tells Elliot there's a mole in the FBI, and he knows it's Santiago because Terrell has told Robot, and now that Robot and Elliot are speaking, they now know it's Santiago. So they're going to – And he shows them that picture, right? I think so, yeah. 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 Uh, Well, they find the picture – Yeah. What do you mean? What no, they, they they see the, the pictures at Santiago's place. So maybe I'm jumping ahead. Of the mom, right? Yeah, yeah. And of course, obviously, Dark Army has this whole thing over the mom. Maybe they even gave her cancer. Maybe they're giving her treatment. I don't know. But they got the mom over Santiago, straight up mama's boy. And Elliot and, um, and Robot are searching for clues. I found this kind of funny thing where a red wheelbarrow menu falls out. And Robot says, not this shit again. Oh, that's again, right. That's right. This is Sam Ismail completely uh, acknowledging that this is what made people roll their eyes in season two. Not me. I loved it. But those people who were like, this tedious shit. You got Robot going, not this shit again. Because you got Elliot starting to decode it. And, of course, Robot's like, uh, Elliot. Uh, Elliot. And there's Irving. Um, the show is just – I found this episode to be hilarious because just – 
just so many things about, I know, I know what you guys said about season two. I know what you say about the show in general. I hear all the shit. I read it all and I'm addressing it, you know? Um, so Irving holds up the book, Gore Vidal's uh, Death Likes It Hot. I guess he has the same literature, literary taste as Santiago. And again, here's a season two in uh, show kind of dig. This is Esmel versus Irving saying, didn't much care for the ending. I mean, a story can have a mediocre beginning and a middle, and oftentimes does, but always got to have a wow ending. Otherwise, what's the point? I was like, oh, God, Sam knows. He knows. Um. So now, in like, Elliot's trying to plot in his head, you know, maybe I can outsmart this guy, maybe I can hack him, and Irving is on to him. You know, Irving just meets him, like, whatever you're thinking, dude, don't even try it. We gotta get, we're gonna get, we're gonna bounce, right? So I loved that. I loved that the show wasn't gonna have him trying to outmaneuver Irving or anything like that. It was like, you gotta go. So now we're at, um, it looks like a mansion, and for a second, I didn't know where um, Angela was. With her red old lady cart and her boa and her Lolita books, and then White Butler comes in. I kind of, I kind of guessed it was. Uh, she's Rice's at, place. Rice's place. I mean, I figured. Yeah, because we. I mean, because we had sort of. But a, I didn't want to get cocky with the show. I'm like, maybe yeah. she's a White Roses. Probably not. It didn't look like White Roses style. Yeah. You know, it looked like old rich man style. And then when White Butler came in, I'm like, well, White Rose would do something funny like that. She likes to hire, like, white folks to do stuff for her, like, you know, play glasses and whatever. Uh, but White Butler, he feeds Cordy. Thank God. Can we just give Cordy to White Butler? Because that would be awesome. At least he would have a stable place. And he might even get a gigantic tank. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get out of that small-ass fucking bowl. Um, offers her breakfast, whatever. And Angela hasn't slept. Of course, because, you know, she's just been rocking back and forth and sitting there, so she's not sleeping. Now we're over at the Dark Army Cottage, and um, Irving arrives with Elliot and Robot. There's that weird moment where Elliot looks over at the cottage where Terrell was held. Does he smell his boo, you think? You think he's like, oh, boo, I know that you did your femtocell stuff up in here. I don't know. little shout-out to Terrell Elliot. And now we're in a barn. So we got Santiago with Dom and Darlene. They're already there. And we see Leon. He's there, too. This time he's got a handgun. I love what Robot says here. Robot is like, we are walking into some hillbilly shit right here. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was awesome. Because uh, I could just see Elliot thinking this, like, what the fuck is this? Such a New York kid. Um, and so Santiago is not supposed to have brought his plus one, which would be Dom. And he's, you know... You can tell that Irving is sussing through this situation. He's looking at the two of them. He's 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 looking at Santiago, Santiago to Dom and like, huh? His uh huh? And Santiago like flips his shit on like, I'm always cleaning up your messes. Now you're gonna have to clean up mine. And I don't know what he thought was gonna come out of this, but Irving takes that to mean like, okay, so I'm gonna take her out there behind the barn, literally. And kill her, you know, like an animal that you'd serve up at the Red Wheelbarrow, you know. So he takes her out there. And then Elliot goes to Darlene as, after they leave, you know, the, it's Santiago, Dom, and Irving. And he's like, are you okay? I love this line from Darlene. She's like, is that a joke? We're in a fucking barn out in the middle of nowhere with a handful of psychos. No is the answer. 
I'm totally with you, Darlene. So we're now at the woodpile, and Dom is pleading, uh, like, sir, I have stuff on these people. I don't know who Dom thinks Irving is. I mean, who do you think that she thinks she is? Because she's like, this guy, I have all these files. I don't know. I mean. Surely she knows this is Dark Army that she's you know, talking yeah, to. Yeah, she knows it's Dark Army, but I don't know if, if Irving is in any of that paperwork. Maybe he hasn't shown up. Maybe she's trying to like I don't know, but I just thought it was interesting. But if he's if he's if if she's if they're tracking uh, Darlene, not uh, uh, Angela, mm-hmm. then they they must have seen Irving and Angela. Possibly, I just th- I just found it very interesting that she's like, you know, we've got the files, we got the blah, this guy, you know, kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe I needed. I watched it four times. Obviously, I missed something. We'll have to go back to that board in the room and see if his his picture's up there on the wall. Possibly. Maybe he is. Um, anyway, so at the barn, robot is eyeing the, the the two dark or the four two dark army dudes at this point, and he's sizing things up like how to escape. And Elliot is puts it together real quick that you know I'm not going to escape. And he's like, "What do you want out of this?" And he's like, "You know what I mean? I, like I want to meet up with White Rose." And robot's like, "She doesn't want to see you." And he's like, "Yeah, I think she already is." And he looks up at the camera in the sky. It's over our barn scene. She's seeing us right now. So now we're at the woodpile. There's this great shot of the axe that's embedded in the stump. It has a red handle, by the way, which totally is our shout-out to the red wheelbarrow. And that shot that was on the door that was led into the kitchen where Dom eventually found Terrell after the smoke came out, there is an axe embedded in a stump, and there's blood running off the stump. That's a mural that's a part oh. of the decoration of Red Wheelbarrow. Okay. Yeah, on, yeah. Okay. Yep. I find it all funny that's connected to Dom. And so she sees this axe and she's like, fuck me. Those would be my last words, by the way. There wouldn't be anything uh, poetic or eloquent. It would probably just be fuck me or, or shorter than that. Just fuck. Uh, Irving takes off his tie and shirt and I'm like, oh, this is not going anywhere good. And Santiago, all of a sudden, I always thought that, you know, he had a, a, a grudging respect for Dom because she is a super cop. Yeah. I think as much as he's, he's caught in the Dark Army's web, he really does believe in Dom. I don't I – don't, it's like I don't know what he expected. Exactly. When, when he backtracked and he said, well, I can flip her, I was like, well, 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 well. Well, I think he was forced to because she was about to call uh, the ADIC. You know, and he, I think he, in his desperation, he had to bring her with him because he couldn't leave her out there. But I don't think for a second he thought he was, you know, he, he in his dumb ass mind is thinking we can flip her, you know, and she's like, no way I'm flipping. And, you know, she's a rising star, he tells Irving, you know, she's probably would have been one of the youngest ASACs, you know, she would have been. She would have been there, and Irving tells Dom, you know, to calm down, to look at the sky and breathe. I loved Grace in this scene. I thought she played it so well. Her and Bobby were awesome. Yeah, they were. Really, the three of them, Omar Wally in this is great, too. They're just kind of like, everybody does an amazing job, but these little scenes that turn into these huge scenes um, made this episode for me. So she's taking in her breaths, and you think, you know, this is it. And then... um, 
Irving turns around and hammers old Santiago right in the heart. Wow, right there, right in the fucking chest. I mean, I mean, straight up in his heart. I was like, damn. So he turns to her and says, we're retiring this shit stain. You're going to take his place. You work for the Dark Army now. You're going to report back to us and answer all of our requests. She's like, no fucking way. I'm no traitor. And she said, as soon as I get out of here and get away from here, I'm going to arrest your fucking ass. And he starts holding up his hand. I guess he's written these names on his hand. And he starts listing off the youngest family member and then her brothers and her moms and knows and he's letting her know where they live, you know, the Dallas Morning News and blah blah blah. And as he's hacking on Santiago and blood splurting back on Dom, the scene is really awesome. He's like, and the you know, the Dallas Morning News and then Wheel of Fortune. Um I I love Connor Valley because seriously he's one of those guys guys who can play psycho as well. This this kind of reminded me of uh, his uh, character of uh, Jip Rossetti in Boardwalk Empire. Oh, okay. And how he played that guy so dangerously. Like, Jip was like, you didn't know when he was just going to flip out and just murder the fuck out of people. This is kind of the other side of that coin where Irving is like, he's really calm. He's very charming. He knows how to socially engineer and hack people. But this is his downside. This is the dark side of Irving. You know, when he's not, you know, conning people and writing on his novel, this is what he's capable of. And man, he sure as fucking hates Santiago. Well, it seems like that's a dark army trait because Leon's the same way. He's yeah. very cool. And then he'll shank five of you. Yeah. Yeah. And be like, don't, don't make me have to kill you because, yeah. you know. Um, so I what I noted about this scene was that I don't see Irving making any phone calls, texting anybody or anything. I think he makes the decision to murder Santiago on his own. I don't know if he's been given the go ahead, but I think he is has the power to make these decisions. We we also know coming up in the next scene that he has rank on others. Um but I think I think he sees oh this one here, I like her more. She seems to be intelligent. She's a rising star. I can use that. This guy panics, makes rash decisions, you know, can't control his shit. I, I think, I think the, there was, there was you a, think there was a hit on him. I think there was an overlying plan because remember when he calls her, or no, I'm sorry, when, when he calls Irving and he's at he's the, he's panicked. He's at the, yeah. And then Irving would have and talked to White Rose. He's, he exactly would have talked to White Rose. They had a, a a general plan. You're absolutely right. I'd have forgotten that. Scene. And then there hap- they, Then he just happened to bring Dom along. And he's like, "Well, that's a, that's it." And I just answered my question. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, well, this is a good thing. This, this, We're then going to find of, another mole. Yeah, this sort of works out. Just kind of brought yeah. your replacement yeah. with you." He's like, mm, "Thank you, buddy. Sucks to be you. I could have I could have picked you know a director, but hey, this will do." Um, and I'm sure they have one or they don't just have the one mole in the FBI. They have 6,000 people on this case alone. Surely not. Probably I don't not. Know. I would say that they, there's eyes that are all embedded in the FBI. Yeah. There's probably like really five only actual real employees in the FBI and everybody and else. And they're is all dark, dark army. army. Exactly. Um, depending on what, what time of year, they're either dark army or they're targ. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes, exactly. Or whisper. Um, so then uh, 
Donna stumbles back into the barn. She's covered in blood. <laughs> Darlene's like, Jesus, what the fuck happened, Dom? And Leon's like, looks like she just got initiated. Uh, her initiation wants some of this catnip girl. I would probably, I would probably definitely take him up on the, the weed. I'd be like toking my ass off. I would I'd not, take a hit. Maybe. I would not want to be uh, <laughs> too present for what I thought might go down. Um, so Robot's pacing around. He's like, he's going to kill us all. And we're all going to fucking die. And Elliot is sussing this situation now. Like, Robot's the one who's freaking out. Which, you know, Robot is kind of that guy that he brings in. He brings in his altar to handle, like, the heavy lifting in, in super dangerous situations. This time, Elliot's the calm one, and Robot's like, they're going to fucking kill us all. And he's like, no. I If, you, if they wanted to do something, they would have done something. I think we're, we're meant to wait. And he's like, wait for who? He's like, someone important. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's, 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 it's almost as if, you know, Robot knows things about Elliot that Elliot doesn't know or knows things that Elliot doesn't know. And Elliot knows things that Robot doesn't know. It's like they're not – just because Elliot's thinking something doesn't mean Robot is like totally in tune with it. Exactly. Right? Because yeah. he's like, I have – he had a plan. He had – he came into this knowing what he could offer. Right, but I think in this in this barn scene, I see kind of a shifting, a switching of skills. He's not switching between altars. No. He the two altars are talking to himself, but he's become the more level headed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because well, something or, happens here yeah, in a minute. We're yeah. gonna bet to get to what I you know. So we cut to the lover assistant. He's rolling up. Uh, this is good use of the song. This is Panron's Kombicha. Is it Ta Sneaka Kum Nom? I, I call it the Bang Bang song, but I love this song. It's been used by Tarantino and others. Uh, it is beautifully used here. And Irving is hes standing in the cottage doorway. He's uh, wiping most of Santiago's blood off of his hands. And he goes up to love her assistant and tells him, hey, I had to kill that FBI mole, but I got something much better. And Grant is not happy with him making this decision. And what Grant probably doesn't know, and now that now that we're talking about this, now that I'm remembering, yeah, Irving had this conversation with White Rose, and now this is something Grant doesn't know. It's a lot of, you know, things with Grant. You know, he's loyal as fuck. He's a super smart dude. And I love Grant Chang as lover assistant. But, yeah, I see what happens. I see how this was... This was not his day. Um, and then Irving is like, I'm, a, I'm about to bounce. I'm going to go off and take this, you know, um, long overdue sabbatical. He's going to go to probably take his group on and go to Sandals and Barbados and finish his book. And Grant is like, oh, where do you think you're going? We have work to do here. And I love this. This is Cannavale. He was so great in all of his scenes. Yeah, the way he stepped up like <sighs> like that on this, what you're about to read, I was like, whoa, dude, did you just overstep? But it, then... Because oh, so, the wood chopping scene, that's just, that's his Emmy shit right there. That's his Emmy nod, right? This scene was like, oh, fuck. This yeah. is even, this is almost better. Because he grabs Grant's face and he says, tell me something. She's still making her spontaneous overtures. She make you taste her yet? Remember, Dollface, I was you years ago, and I've done my time. I think she'll be good with me. Glad we did this, as he walks away. And I'm like, what? 
the fuck? I loved this layer to Irving. I love that he's a made guy, and the mob is notoriously homophobic. But apparently, you know, he's willing to do anything that he he needs to do to get his job done. So, you know, he was her bag man for a long time, her capo. But, you know, powerful person in the room, he was like, all right, okay, you know, I'll do whatever, got to do. And he put in his time. And he walked away. Now, I don't know if Irving is bisexual. I don't know if he th- felt that uh, was egregious. Um, I don't know that layer to it. I don't know if he had an opinion about it at all. But he just knows that he's letting lover assistant know, bitch, you were lower than me. Yeah. He's squeezing his face and he's still got Santiago's blood <laughs> in yeah. his thumb. He's like he's just squashing this dude's face. And I'm expecting, you know, Grant to be like... Like this, you can't do this to me. But he's just taking it. Oh my god! And he's like a kind of valley. He's like what a half a foot uh, taller than Grant Chang. And he's got like this mean, evil look oh, in his eye. I would not want to. Fuck. Oh, do not fuck with Irving. And I think you know. And then he's doing it in front of his boys too. Exactly in front of your boys. You just got skull. Like fuck we got mask on. But we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got school. Uh, we got masks on, dude. But we saw what you just. Mm. All right, so now we're outside Price's Mansion. We know that we're at Price's Place. And uh, we're down on the lawn on the bench seat. And Price basically walks us through, I was worried about you. You know, I was calling you. I went, we, were, we, we guessed rightly that Price was tabbing, keeping tabs on her. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that the phone calls were not from Dad because she didn't know what she's about to find out. So her actual Don Moss was calling her to check in on her. Um, and he said, look, he explains. The reason we hired Allsafe, you know, this rinky-dink-ass company that has no business doing the security for a monolithic company like this, is because I needed to manipulate you into dropping this contingency for the lawsuit. That was going to fuck with White Rose's uh, township plant, her precious, precious plant, and she would have done anything. To make that contingency go away, including killing you. They didn't so, she didn't have that lawsuit at the time they hired Allsafe though. That was afterwards. I think So I think what it was is they hired Allsafe because he wanted to keep tabs on his daughter. Well, but why would he put his company in, in that sort of um risk of this rinky dink company doing all of your security? I, I don't know about any and all of that but i know that he literally says to her i had to keep i had to hire you he says to her i needed to manipulate you into dropping the contingency from your lawsuit yeah that's why he he hired her to work for ecorp why after after he says why colby hired all safe in the first place oh i thought it was like this is why colby hired you because colby went to angela to hire aunt to, to hire angela into E Corp. Remember when yeah. Kobe went to the, the, the Pops house? Okay. That's what I thought it was. Okay. Again, you know me. I miss these things. Uh, he said, You were threatening her plan and she would have done anything to stop those inspections. And she goes, Why would you care if, uh, if she killed me? You don't care about anybody else but yourself. And, and, you know, we know where this is going. We've been calling this. I've been saying it for, you know, a bit, for a minute. A um, couple weeks now. It's been a while. So in the barn, Grant enters with his two uh, dark army dudes who are snickering under their masks, and he faces down with Elliot. There's a there's a 
there is a deep, deep hatred of Grant toward Elliot. Yeah. A deep hatred. Um, and, he, and he says, you know, let them go. You and I can just, just me and you, let's talk, Elliot's saying. He's like, look, if I let her go, how will I be able to like keep you honest? And um, he starts in about now stage three, and Elliot's like, we all we both know that stage three is bullshit. He goes, good, at least we can talk openly now, and we can be honest with each other. And um, and then Elliot's like, look, if you don't let them go, you know, Dom and Darlene, specifically Darlene, then I'm going to release all the shit I know about you because I own you. By the way, I hacked you. I got you, you know, that malware, that exchange, that meetup, you know, I punked you out. And, and then, you know, Grant's like, you're lying. That's, that's just impossible, dude. And then Elliot's like, um, because he has every single system, the DA is compromised, right? Um, what does he talk about? He says, it's proof. Seven days ago, the Russian government hired you to hack the DNC. What? What? His bill is totally going into our 2016 election. Two days before that, you bribed the president of South Korea to allow backdoors in, uh, in all of their military networks. Yeah. We could, like, there's a whole show we could do on, like, what that hack means. Um, and Robot's like, now you're just pissing him off. He's like, three weeks before that, you used Philip Price to annex the Congo for China. Am I being more honest now? I got to say, I love Rami in this scene. There's a lot of acting in the whole season that I've loved, but I've, I've loved, I'm loving Rami. And this is where I also believe that Elliot is lit, letting, he's pouring a few parts robot into himself because he's being very threatening. And we don't see robot in this scene. We just see Elliot. It, it's close up to close. Yeah. So I don't know if they've merged back. for a minute, hmm. um, but I don't see robot there. So I think for a minute he's brought his two selves together. So he's like, if anything happens to us, I'm going to leak this stuff. The, this is all the shit the world's going to know. It's going to go public. And Grant's like, you know, we can survive the leaks, but you can't survive a bullet going through your throat. And he couldn't care less about them reversing 5-9. Uh, it served its purpose. Doesn't give a shit. So now we're back at the Price's Mansion. Price starts going into the story. Met your mom 32 years ago at E Corp. Now, if you don't know by now what's about to happen, you're slow. And he really cared about Angela, Angela's mom, Emily. And they dated for quite a while. And he, he cared about her deeply, but he never told her. And he treated her rather cruelly. And then he tells Angela that he kind of got off on it. He really liked, you know, torturing her. It gave him some sort of sense of power. And when her mom's got pregnant, she declared that she didn't want to have her child raised by some monster. And if, if you, a little while later, she met Don. Poor Don Moss. I wonder if Don knew that it was... Um, of if, course if she, he did. Yeah, you she know what I him? think he did? Well, I don't know. He knew at some point because when... Uh, if we go in that flashback scene a few um, episodes ago, when it was young Angela... When their attorney starts talking about the benefactor, oh, he, Don gets yeah. up and like, I don't okay. want to hear this shit. Yeah. That's right. Yep. That the is right. was trying to pay for, you know, their way. So in the barn, DA is, uh, the Dark Army is pushing Darlene to her knees and you're like, oh shit, this is it. And 
Elliot knows he's got to do something. He's got to say the right fucking shit now. And he knows that he's, he's got to fuck Grant. He knows he's being watched by White Rose. And he's like, no, I can push whatever project you have in the Washington Township plant to the Congo. And Leon gets a text. His phone buzzes. He looks down his phone and he goes over and puts his gun to Darlene's head. And I'm like, oh, this is really going to be this. Elliot's not going to be like cool with his, his uh, you know, kind of figurative bestie shooting his sister in the head. And then he goes for Grant's throat and says, while you sit back missing your deadlines, doing nothing, I've, I've engineered a hack that can solve all your problems and I'm willing to give it to you. Do you hear me? And now he's talking to he's the camera. At, yeah. He's talking to White Rose. I can move your projects to the Congo. You'll get what you want. We won't bother you anymore. And again, Robot's not there. He's not in the scene. This is, I think, the merging. They're both, they're both going, yes, 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 yes. We've got to like, make our final you know, plea. And then Grant taunts him. He's like, he's like you're just one hacker. You know? What makes you believe that you're better than an army of people exactly like you? And I love Elliot's response. Because I am. Dude. Biatch. I did something in one night you've been trying to pull off for months. Now, I'm sure there's hackers out there that are like, yeah, well, it's probably more like the Dark Army. would If, they, if you had a bunch of Elliot's, it would actually take months. So, so Elliot's forced to his knees. And Grant is handed a gun. And you're like, oh, snap, right? So now we're at the mansion, and Price wasn't uh, planning on telling Angela at all that um, he was her, you know, daddy. But then I guess White Rose just started, like, really, um, you know, going to this extreme and pushing Angela to this place. I mean, I don't know... um, what went on in that room, but it had to have just been simply, I have this machine that we're building that's going to require a lot of sacrifice, and at the end of it, you're going to be reunited with your mother, and Elliot's going to get what he wants, and his father will be returned, and you guys won't be fucked up, and then you'll be together if you love each other. Like Angela in her own mind is thinking, then Elliot won't be fucked up and I won't be fucked up. And, and then possibly we can get together and it'll be cool and everybody will be happy and whatever. You know, she had her own like montage scene that Elliot has when everybody's sitting at the table, right? But Price is countering with, it's not possible what she's talking about. It's just not possible. This is her obsessive denial of reality. And I think the 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 um, what we'll see next with White Rose, what we'll we'll get into in the next season. By the way, shout out to Mr. Robot. Season four has been approved. Oh yeah, yeah. Big ups, big ups, big ups. So I feel like that's going to be explored. Of what is what is real? What does real mean? As White Rose would say, depends on what your definition of real. So now we're back in the barn. Elliot's pleading, don't do this. Let me help you. Grant's not having it. Elliot looks at Darlene. This look between them kills me. These two. Um, He's like, fuck, I got my sister killed. I don't think he cares so much about losing his own life. I think it really matters to him. You know, this is all about saving Darlene, you know. 
And then um, we're back at the mansion, and Bryce is telling Angela she's murdered countless people to fulfill this ridiculous fantasy. So I'm sure she's been killing people for years, you know. And then at the barn, history is coming for you, Grant says, you know. And he's about to, you know, pull the trigger on Elliot. And then Leon kills all four of the Dark Army dudes and then has got his, dra- his gun trained on Grant. I had to say that took me by surprise. Yeah, I, that, that they kind of did. I mean, we, we sort of thought we're like somehow Leon's going to save him and, and – or something's going to happen, but I did not see it play out that way. <laughs> no. Dark Army, like, they will kill each other, dude. Yeah. They'll kill themselves. You know, yeah. So now we're back at the mansion, and we and, have and, our— Well, and Leon um, now is—I mean, it's not like, oh, you saved me. He is even more scary he than is. before. Because if he had told you—if he, if he had been told to kill Elliot and Grant, he would have done it. That's just, that's his, that's what he does. That's what Irving does. Yeah. You know, that's what you do. Um, so we're at the mansion and we have our Luke Skywalker, um, Darth Vader moment where she's like, what are you telling me? What's going on? This can't be true. <laughs> and he's like, I am your father, biologically speaking anyway. So it's like, you know, the little twist on that. And we knew this. We knew this, right? Um, the one thing we should say in defense of Portia Doubleday when she got all dolled up and went to dinner with him, thinking, like, I'm going to be out with this, you know, powerful man, is that when they filmed the scene, she did not know this. She did not. She said, just be expecting this to be, like, a date with this powerful man. That's how she was. Uh, was and then later uh, on, she was told, this is your dad. She's like, oh, uh, my God. What did I do? Ew. <laughs> and he was like. Ismail was like, I needed you to play it that way, and I needed you not to know. So I wonder if I wonder if he told um, he told Price that because there he, he still has the. It never was like yeah, that's a good question. I'm, Did I'm Michael out. Christopher know? Yeah, I, you know, you're not on a date with her. How he would have had to have told him? Yeah, because he played it very. He played it in a way where there was no. It wasn't like you never saw him hitting on her. It was just cold. Yeah calculating facts and he gives her a gift out of a kind of a guilty gift which makes sense now he handed her two of the dudes who were sitting in the room yeah. with colby couldn't give colby to her but he could give her two guys sitting in the room that made the decision um for the radiation leak yeah it's like hey you know here's a gift and yeah interesting that's interesting that you brought it back to that 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 whole thing i didn't do it I'm just saying that I was – I like to try to read what the cast and these guys are saying. And, uh, yeah, Portia was like, guys, seriously, I would not have wanted to hook up with my, my dad. Hillbilly shit indeed. So uh, in the barn, uh, Elliot and Darlene are like, what the fuck just happened? And this is the first time – I've seen Elliot, like, be freaked out. I've seen him be upset. We've seen him cry. We've seen him, like, do a lot of things. But he is he is scared shitless now. He is like, what the, he can't parse this at all. And then Grant's phone is ringing. Leon's like, I think that's for you, bro. Oh, man. So now back at the mansion, and Angela is toe up because it's hitting her. She got played by White Rose. Thousands of people are dead. And she's just, Portia is acting her vagina off in this scene. She's just, Awesome. Um, and she was like, I have to believe there was a purpose, you know? 
And Price just looks at her. Oh, it just breaks my heart when he looks at her and goes, pettiness. And and Portia's just breaking. She's just, Angela is just like, oh, my God, really? He's like, just to get back at me. She wanted to break you. That's the way that that was my bug. And she exploited it, you know? I mean, make no mistake. White Rose is a hacker in her own right. Yeah. Um, she hacks time, but she also hacks people. So back at the barn, Grant can't believe that, you know, all these dudes are dead and Leon's got a gun on him. And And he knows who's on the phone. Yeah. And White Rose, she's in the bathtub. Talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Damn. She breaking out with her boyfriend in a bathtub and he going to like die in a barn. Damn, girl. Okay. So... She's like, your jealousy has always blinded you to Mr. Alderson's value. This is why you can never see my plan to the to the end. I love you. Or no. I know that I – oh, she says I love you. Know that I will see you as soon as our project is complete. But for here and now, our time has come to an end. And then she says I love you. And I do believe that White Rose in her own fucked up, twisted, horrible, torturous, terrorist way does love, love her assistant. And he, you know – but he actually really, truly does love her. And this has got to be like the worst shit in the world for lover assistant. Poor Grant. Grant Rose literally dies in the barn. Um, so Grant, you know, and then we cut back to crazy Angela. And she's like, we were going to be reunited. Then we're back in the barn. Grant drops the phone. We, you looked it up. Yeah. I mean, what I, mean does I just say? it was just one source, but... I mean, I w- I'll, I'll take it. What does he say in uh, Mandarin to he, Elliot? So, someone said that um, he said, take care of her. And then someone else said, well, can it also be translated as get, get that r- bitch, get rid of her, <laughs> take care of her. And I don't the, know. The explanation was that the words used directly translated is more of a um, it's more of a, a, a positive, caring uh, word than something vindictive or take, you know, get rid of her. So, and it's a strange thing to ask of Elliot. It's a very strange thing. Yeah, I would, but see, going from what I had just said, though, I think Grant loves her, and is like, well, if you, if I can't give her what she wants, at least give her what she wants. I mean, it's like take really make this thing happen. And do you know what it was? It's like, like give her her plant in the Congo, dude. Because White Rose told her, or told him, that you know you're. Because of your jealousy for for Elliot, your hatred for him, you could never see this through. Yeah. You were blinded by that. Yeah, because it goes back to the scene in the the last episode where she's flipping tables and and we go, oh my god, she says to lover assistant, you know, do what you think is right. And I think she's already seen how foolishly he's like blindly in love with her. Yeah, and blindly loyal, and she doesn't need that. And because he's so head over heels for her. He fucking hates Elliot because Elliot is better than him exactly. in a lot of ways. Yeah, and like when they were when when um, you know Trenton and Mobley, he was uh, Grant was explaining to them why we're doing this. Yeah, he's like sacrifice, sacrifice, and if you take your own life, it is the highest sacrifice you could possibly give. And it's like, bitch, for you, I ain't in love with this girl. And, <laughs> I ain't part of the dark army. No, I ain't. She ain't. But that's why. With me. That's why it was yeah. just like. Clearly, he just like, boom. Yeah, and then shoots himself right yeah. there. That was because like, of fuck. his 
his loyalty and his love. I'm going to miss you, Grant Chang. Damn. But we're going to follow your career because you are fucking delightful. Um, so then Leon pulls the computer out of a bag, puts it on the table and says, you made an offer cause now it's time to pay up. And I love how robot picks Elliot. Now, now robots back and Elliot, you know, robot picks Elliot off the floor and says, please tell me you're not bluffing. And I'm like, me too, bitch. Please don't have just like said something out of your head. But you know, again, Elliot is the best hacker in the world, um, which I'm sure people roll their eyes at. So he can't even type in real life. <laughs> What's so funny? Oh my god! So Angela is like asking her her deity. She's like, "I'm looking for vengeance, you know, retribution." And then we're back with uh, in the barn, and so we find out that Elliot's hack here is that the Coast Guard is allowing a shipment of humanitarian aid to Iran. Apparently, the U.S. is attacking Iran. We are fighting with them. Uh, we find this out a little bit later. It's sort of reinforced by the uh, the sex worker. So um, I had two seconds. I haven't had a chance to do any pre-reading on this except for a couple of interviews with cast. But um, I don't know how feasible that hack is. But, you know, if Mr. Robot believes in it, you know, that the parts of the uh, this Hadron Collider or whatever it is, the flux capacitor can be broken down and put on these um, these shipments, it'll go undetected yeah. and un- it's unexpected and can reach its destination in the Congo. So Angela's over there asking her daddy, like, I want retribution. And he's like, I'm afraid your only move here is to accept that you've been conned. Now, I can almost see it in Portia's performance that you can see a coldness kind of seeping in. She, One thing about Angela that I really have come to appreciate is that she can adapt quickly. And I think she won't be cuckoo bird. I think this is going to alter her in a way that is going to be... I think we're going to think she's going to go bad. Um, But because he's so cold in his, you know, I am your father, I think she's going to be like, oh, fuck, no. She's not going to take it. Fuck all y'all. I think that's where she's going to land. Oh, sorry. I hit the mic there. Okay, so Elton uh, Elliot's uh, in the barn. It's downloaded. Leon's like, now you know I ain't got to tell you what they're going to do to you if this don't check out right. It'll check out. You know I always have faith in you, cuz. Uh, we've loved Leon. He hasn't been here a whole lot this season, but the, the touches of Joey Badass that we've had have been greatly appreciated. Love you, Joey. Hope to see you again. Um, Price is back to telling his daughter, find out a way to live with what you did. Yeah, that whole, that, you know, that whole thing was really tragic. I don't think that she'll, she'll never be able to get over this. Yeah. But I think she'll, she'll find She'll have to find a way to make her own life useful. Well, Otherwise, Angela should just go somewhere and just, you know, dark army herself in the head. Yeah. Well, I mean, if this, if this, is, if this is something that's going to make this character be single, singly uh, resolute about doing one thing, just like at the end we see uh, what Elliot is, then that, that's really – you can get two of these forces working together. I think that's exactly where it's going. You know? And that'll be There's cool no doubt in my mind. I mean, you know, who, who's been cut up and, and spit out and shit over a cliff by, you know, everybody? You got, you know, um, Terrell. You got Angela. You got Elliot and Darlene, who are like kind of the bitch of the Dark Army right now. You know, who are Dom. Dom All of too, these people yeah. are like sharpening their knives for Dark Army, specifically White Rose. Um so the next thing that, that Elliot does, you know, because Robert says, what do we do now? And he goes, undo the hack. So I thought this was interesting how they used the tech 
we have an FBI car that has a, an FBI computer in it. And um, Dom lets Elliot sign into the, the FBI terminal and get into Sentinel. So she's like, you know, just know that I'm not doing this for you, bitch. Um, and then she steps outside the car and Dom, Darlene walks up to her and basically Dom says, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. For ever. You're a terrible person. Don't ever tell yourself any different. I hope that you have nothing but endless horrible pain. You know, I want you to live that way and die that way. And I'm like, damn, so much for Dom Lean. See, I was right to call this thing damn. D-A-M. Yeah. I've been right all along about that. I did not see it working out for these two crazy kids. It's not going to end well. But I, I don't know if it was something about Carly's facial expressions, but something kind of made me think, you know, is Darlene going forever, forever, ever? You know, maybe I got a shot. Um, so Elliot gets into Romero's Keylogger uh, files in Sentinel. I love the names, by the way, of all these file names that Rom- – this is how Romero would like – do his song hacks, you know, his song file names. He's got Curtis Mayfield and Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, the Isley Brothers and Shalimar. So Elliot opens up these files and he finds out that it's it was just um, Romero spying on the Five Nine crew. Specifically, you know, someone that we'll find out. He didn't trust Elliot all along. He said that all along when he talked to Mobley. And it's just him spying on the keylog data. Because he saw somebody exporting that data. And so it made him, it got him to thinking. So that's kind of all we get from that, right? So now we're Elliot and Darlene on the train. We have a huge reveal here. Something that we've been talking about um, for all of these three seasons is did Elliot jump or get pushed out of the window when he was a kid? The day that he and his sister make Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Why was that such a significant moment, knowing that not too long after this that his dad dies? So we find out from Darlene that she and Elliot were in his room. They were looking for a camera. His dad came in, and right before his dad came in, he told her to hide in the closet. Okay, surely we're going to find even more about this scene because now I'm even – now, okay, we know that he didn't – you know, we know that he jumped. But what the fuck was going on with Elliot then? Was his altar coming through? Was there something weird there? I fe- I found like this is something like the emergence of Mr. Robot was happening. I'm sorry. I just think that something like that was going on. Because he pulls out a baseball bat. He goes fucking berserk. He smashes out the window and he threatens to jump. And what adult Elliot believes is that he told their mom that, you know, they told Magda that Ed had cancer and Ed was furious with him. And then he pushed, pushed him out him the window. Out, yeah. So what was going on with him telling Darlene to hide in the closet? Hopefully we'll get an answer to that one. Right? So you answered the one question, and now I got all kinds of fucking questions. And she says, you know, the important part. He goes, I don't remember that. She's like, the important part is I remember this kind of stuff for you, dude. This is why I'm important. I love that we've had this season to solidify who Darlene is and that she lost just as much as Elliot did and that he needs her. You know, when he switched, she's been, look, she has been with him even after he's grabbed her and thrown her up against a wall. Uh, she has, you know, given up her immunity, compromised herself, you know, to 
to stick by her brother. So hats off to Darlene Alderson. Yo. Um, they're on the train. She's, she's going to get off at their stop to go to his place. And he's like, I'm going to ride a little bit longer. And I love the scene. They go back to where we first see him talking to robot at that same train spot. Was that York's, York Street. Um. Yeah, once Darlene gets off the, 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 the train, we see Robot sitting down in front of him. Yeah, on and the train. Like, exactly. The I'm same way they met before. I want to stop the nec- at the next stop. I think you should stop and, and come with me. I want to, uh, you know, and yeah. I thought that was like really cool. I really appreciated that yeah. too. And I like that this, uh, the building of this scene happen in, happens with them using M8, uh, M83's intro. I love what uh, these, guys did with the, these guys did with the music um, in this episode. So they're having this conversation about undoing the hack and robots like, dude, you know, if you pull the ripcord now, they will have won. You know, huge sacrifices were made. Huge. I mean, not the least of which are Mobley and Trenton, you know, and Elliot's like, no, we got to do this. And and robots like, who is this even going to help anyway? And Elliot's like, it'll help me. I'm doing this for me. You know, I can't live with what I did anymore. And they won't win. And then he reassures them. He said, the one good thing that came out of this is they showed themselves. Yeah. Now I'm going to take them down, all of them. I can't help but feeling like Ismail has a little bit of a kind of a thought, our thoughts about the current presidency. Yeah. he's Now got, we yeah. know who all you motherfuckers are. That's how we all feel. That's how we all feel, Sam. The 1% of the 1%. Mm-hmm. And calling back to his original speech in the pilot, yeah. Those who are playing God. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for season four. So Robot tells him, no matter what happens, I want us to keep talking. You know, I want us to be a team. And I know I can't force you, but I'm asking. And then Elliot's next line is interesting. He's like, I jumped. I wasn't pushed. Did you know that? Which tells me, I think, that Robot was in the room with him. There's something about the emergence, the theater scene where Elliot watches his dad drop drop dead. Uh, The room that happened before this. You know, what was going on with Elliot? Anyway, so then we cut to this, uh, the TVs in the storefront. Superman, this is after Lois has died, and he's... takes the earth on its axis, uh, its axis backward to go back to where she was not dead, hitting us over the head with these things. The time, yeah. It's like, it's not going to always be back to the future references, guys, but it's talking about turning back time in a way. So we cut back to what Robot tells him, now, why did I do this? And now we discover that he was the one who saved the key log, the key loggers. He's the one who did this. And he's explaining, you know, why did I do it? It's like, what if we were wrong? What if it failed? What if 5-9 failed? And he said, but the real reason is it's it's because you would have done this. It's what you would have done. There's a part of you and me. I never wanted to tell you that because it's not part of my nature. It's not why I exist. Only you know why I'm here. Yeah, that was – I thought that was a – It's it's the hugest – yeah. it's the biggest part of the series. It is the reason for the series. So I hope in season four we find out why Mr. Robot is there. Is it, is it simply because of the cancer and being left alone and feeling abandoned? I think there's something so much more to why Elliot felt the need to create Mr. Robot in the first place. 
Okay. So he tells Elliot where he sent the keys to a remote um, computer, which was our box at home, and that he burned it into a CD, and it's embedded in one of the pictures on that CD. And it's the picture of Elliot and his dad on Halloween dressed as Marty and Doc. That's the only reason for Back to the Future, guys. That's it. That's all. Yes, there's a lot of symbolic symbolic going back in time. And yes, we're going to get into whether the flux capacitor that White Rose is making is real. Is it even possible? But it's a concept at best. It's a theory yeah. at best. It's science fiction. And so, Well, I mean, it's science in the making. There's a, there's a real live Hadron Collider with 183 countries working on it. You know, but in 2015, there was no time travel that we knew of, right? So we'll see. But that's what he was saying. It's like, yes, it's symbolic and not that kind of stuff. But I don't think we're going to go into season four and then all of a sudden have a science fiction show. Yeah, exactly. So the Back to the Future thing was Marty and Doc under this picture, something they can share, blah, blah, blah. So then Elliot undoes the hack. This time... He hits return. This time it doesn't hover over the thing and says, I don't want to do it. Don't delete me and that kind of stuff. He actually clicks the button and we go into our credits. Now our post credits, I fucking love these post credits. We see a car as we saw tracking at the end of season two. Very much like Leon's car. Only this is like what an Impala or whatever. I didn't look at the make of the car. But it's a sky blue, um, you know, muscle car of sorts. Old old school car. And there's just marijuana smoke just spewing out the windows. I had no idea who this was. I couldn't even begin to have guessed. And now Darlene is walking along with her new friend, uh, a sex worker, to Fiona Apple's criminal. And they're talking about, you know, Darlene is talking about her naivete about how she thinks everything's going to be un done soon things are going to get better and the sex worker's like i'm sorry um you don't have to suck dicks for a sandwich you know and you know this crony capitalism stuff can't just be fixed with like just simple undoing of things and if it gets undone then my eighty thousand dollar you know student debt from parsons comes back and she says you know you need to check your your simple, you know, your basic bitch ideas yeah. about how the world works. Go you know? read Marx before you talk about Exactly. Uh, you know, check yourself. Yeah. You know, her pimp lost all his shit. And she says, well, how do we fix it? Darlene asks her. And she's like, an act of God. Now, I'm going to tell you, we, we, needed, we didn't even need this scene to even happen unless this is Ismail setting us up for season four. The naivete yeah. of undoing and where we land. I can't wait to see it. He said that the theme for season four is going to be integration. So we're going to see the merging of Mr. Robot and Elliot. But can they even begin to fix this? Certainly she is going to be fixed up. So then sex worker spots, uh, she goes, what is it? She's like, I see them essays again. You know, that car's turning around. Because the, the, they walk in front of the car at the beginning of this post credit scene. And now it's back. And then this crew gets out of the car, sex worker bounces, and I'm I'm just thinking, did you for a second know who this was going to be? Not until I heard the voice. Yeah, not until like we were just, I don't know. I was hoping, I was hoping amongst hope, but they buried him toward the front from the behind shot. Yeah. 
So a crew walks up to Darlene, and of course, this guy's spouting all of his, like, sister, only me and the stars, and blah, blah, blah. And of course, as soon as we heard the voice before we saw the face, we're like, Fernando Vera! What? No idea that that was going to happen. I mean, it could have been Frankie Shaw. Uh, it could have been Shayla. Really. <laughs> a ghost. A ghost. I, I had no idea. It's like, I'm just a brave traveler who's finally come home. Yeah. What this means, I don't know. I've, what this means, I've I got to stop. You know what? And I've also taught myself from season three that it's fun to theorize, but I cracked my head open so hard this season to try to get my mind around it. And I, I don't think it took anything away from the enjoyment of the show, but I feel like I, feel like I need to watch the show differently um, and just kind of let it happen, especially in season four. So I don't know why Vera's here. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Um, I do think that we can guess that like people coming together, if we're going to have integration, it's not just going to be Elliot and Robot. I think it's going to be the people we've talked about who like fucking straight razor hate, you know, the Dark Army. They're going to join forces somehow. Maybe not the way that we could guess. You know, the show is not going to suddenly become like, you know, simple bitch. Let's come together and they're going to put their rings together and create a big, huge, you know, monster. So that's it. Um Season two, guys, if you didn't have season two, you wouldn't be enjoying season three this way. That's all I'm going to say. You know, nobody asked you to read Tolkien. You just had to sit through some uh, episodes and get some intel because we, I'm sorry, we just wouldn't be enjoying the season. And season two was awesome. I don't know. I don't, I don't know I, again, I'll say it again. I don't know why people hate on it. The church group scene, the 90s sitcom, the introduction of Leon, the fallout of 5-9, the investment in all of the characters, the, ter- the termination of Dom, you know, where we went in the plot. So, guys, whatever. You should be watching another show if you don't like it. Um, we, yeah, congratulations on season four. Uh, congratulations to Christian Slater for his Golden Globe nom, his uh, nomination. No Rami, I don't get it. Um, nobody else, but maybe 2017 Globes will be the year of the rest of our cast because, goddamn, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, Bohemian Rhapsody is about to rap principal photography. A certain director could not sink you in years of being uh, beleaguered. So congrats on those guys. We'll be back to talk about Smilf. We're going to talk about other shows. Also, we're not covering this show anymore. But why'd they do Carl that way? Hmm. He's been bitten. Yeah. Is he Is he done? Does that or is that a whisper by what people are guessing? I don't know. I think Chandler Riggs is off the show. Everybody, he, he seems to be upset about it. Um, thank you guys for listening. We are Ashlyn on iTunes and Stitcher, Ashlyn Podcast on Twitter, and uh, we're fighting for it right now. Net neutrality. Um, even if you're not political, this is going to affect you. If you're listening to this podcast, you like podcasts, um, everything that you love about the internet, they're going to try to fuck with, and this is not a drill. So. You gotta fight for this shit like you've never fought for anything before. Call your congressman, tweet at him, um, use the resist bot, uh, write a letter if that's what you do to your congressman. Fuck them up and let them know that you're gonna fuck them up. And and don't just say yeah things look like it's not so good for uh, the Trump administration and all his crony uh, shitbags. But you can't just uh, take this stuff lying down, even if you don't care about any of the rest of it. If you're listening to this podcast, or if you if you get on the internet to use Google, um, they're coming for your, they're coming for your shit, and uh, don't let them do it. It was this was invented by scientists, by the government, uh, and it should be for all of us.
So, um, what else? You got anything to plug? Anything you're thinking about? Anything? We got season. The the Christmas is upon us. Yeah, I'm mean, like like just uh, we got to catch up on um, Smilf. Yeah. See uh, what we're gonna do with that. But we will be doing a podcast on on that series on that season soon. Um, I am not watching anything. I. Uh, Alias Grace, finish that. Oh, so good. You know, that was really good. I'm watching a ton of stuff. Yeah. And then um, Head, uh, what is it, Mindhunter? Mindhunter was really good. We talked about that. Yeah. Yep. So, again, if you're not watching these things, uh, get on your Netflix. God. I tell you, like, every day I'm like, this is, it's a lot. Yeah. And I see how shows like Mr. Robot, you know, that's why ratings don't really bug me. It's like, dude. If they would just look at streams and like count the streams and talk about that, that's that should be a show's prowess. It really should be, not you know first night ratings. Uh, Return of the Jedi. What's what's on tonight? What's it called? Not Return of the Jedi. The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. That's uh, coming. That's what people out. have been camping out yeah. for like a week here in LA. It's out today. Today's Friday. That's right? it. Yeah. I'm sure. And there's assholes out there spoiling the end of the movie. Uh, fuck you. Um, what else? Ha- Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, happy uh, pagan atheists I don't give a shit about this season. You don't have to celebrate it. There was many years when I just didn't. It's a very depressing season for me until, you know, I met you and things changed. So, you don't, you know, put binge something. There's plenty of shows. Binge something, order a pizza. Fuck it. You don't have to even celebrate it. But for those of you who are celebrating whatever season this is for you, I hope you have a lovely time. And um, remember... Closets are great for uh, drinking. Um, cars, you know, just go. It doesn't have to be moving. Don't drink and drive. I'm not telling you to do that. Just go sit in the car in the driveway, you know. Or if you're going up to your aunt's house, park one street over and then just go sit in the car, you know. Sleep it off before you drive home. And that's it. And uh, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>